Hey there, fans of Brotherly Love Wrestling. It is I, Vic Delicious. Philly's own, the Mecca here. It is the real McCoy, J.D. Axe, Justin D. Xavier. And it's your man, C.D., the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Hello, boys and girls. This is your old friend, R.J. City. Hey there, Brotherly Love Wrestling. Bill Carr here. Hey everyone, this is two-time guest Wheeler Utah. Two bozos from Philadelphia flapping their gums about pro wrestling this, pro wrestling that. Which is not that unique in the grand scheme of things yet. You are in for a treat because you're tuned in to Brotherly Love Wrestling. Philadelphia, are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome everybody to Brotherly Love Wrestling and on our show today, no strangers to our show, it is Hale Collins, Vic Delicious, The Now. Welcome Wait, back, guys. Might as well just call him co-host at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> Why? You guys do it so well, though. Hale, are you nice with us? Hale's not with us. Hey. Hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no one's any stranger to this dynamic right now, so Hale will be answering six seconds too late because he won't hear us. <laughs> Leaving Vic to dominate the, the talking once again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, guys, since the, since the last time we had you on, there's been quite a few things that we need to talk about. The last time we had you on, you were talking to the Briscoes and the upcoming match you had with them at the Crockett Cup. So you guys competed in that. So we'll start there. What was it like to be in that, in the cup itself, facing one of the greatest tag teams in wrestling, period? I say Hale goes first. Oh, boy. Well, well, wait a second. You always go first. You can't just break it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if, we, if, we, if we let you go first, then there's no way that you could get cut out of it. So, like, if you go first, then it's like, bam, we got Hales first, and then I'll go. But how is he going to throw in his impromptu gas? <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> all right, I'll, I guess I'll go. I mean, uh, no way to get me on the spot. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Um, so, basically, like, the, it was like a, the, the Crockett Cup was awesome because it was like a shot in the dark, you know, like, once he – one team stepped out, didn't out, and uh, we did all our stuff, and uh, we got selected. At a, so what I hear, like teams, and um, it was pretty awesome. And, uh, like you know, our first round up was against the Briscoe, so we didn't really know what to, what, how to think about it. We just know that we were really ready for this. Uh, we, we were ready for our whole lives. Um, we couldn't wait in the ring with people that have. A great reputation, awesome and really good. Um, me personally, I like I couldn't wait to get rings with guys that like were just 
just, you know, top tier, you know? So, like, when we got there, we didn't really put this. And, uh, and one thing led to another, and then we, we got to with the Briscoes, and uh, I would have to say, like, the Briscoes are probably, without a doubt, one of the best tag teams ever. Yeah. Uh, they're truly professional, and they're definitely, I mean, I, it's going to be more happy than our performance. I mean, uh, the locker room was awesome. We saw a lot of guys we haven't seen so long. Uh, like, a flat, like every generation that we came up with, like, they were all there, which was pretty awesome. Like, I haven't seen guys where they are. But, I mean, the whole experience was great. I felt like it was home, and um, it was a great experience all the way around. We'll make sure we put all this into the show, too, of course, because this is very critical knowledge for everybody. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't believe I'm the technology guy now. <laughs> I don't know what makes you the technology guy, because you're sitting in a fucking chair that makes you the technology guy? Well, I mean, I don't really have any any issues right now. I mean, I feel like I'm you were on the chat. You were in this thing twice. Um, He's well, so I mean, technologically advanced, he cloned himself and fucking tried to get in twice. You just can't help yourself to talk shit. Don't talk shit. Just sit there. I have really wires hooked up to my phone making this work. You do not have to talk <laughs> shit. It's fine. You'll make it through the rest of the night. <laughs> All right, Vic, you can't answer that question if you remember what it was. Yeah, absolutely. The Crockett Cup was a experience, literally, that we had no idea we were ever going to get another chance for in our career. So to um, find out that we were in it, literally from the moment we found out we were in it until the moment we walked in that building, uh, it felt surreal. And then it was kind of crazy. Once we walked in there, it felt like uh, that was exactly where we were supposed to be when we were supposed to be there. And that, that is very uh, few and far between for wrestling where you feel like that's where you're supposed to be uh and it feels very comfortable and very um uh professional so that you can be your best w where you're at so you know from the moment we walked in we kind of had that feeling and the match itself putting putting it together with those guys like just saying hello and talking for uh, a couple seconds before you know they were they were busy so it wasn't like everybody's sitting around chatting about the wrestling match. You go out there and you're just like, can you hang with them or not? So, you know, the, the match it felt it came off really well. One of the best uh, showcases for us and for the Briscoes. I, th I feel we did our job with um, the progression of where they were going with the rest of that tournament. And we did a good job with um, – presenting ourselves really well and showing that we deserve to be there. And some of the best compliments that we got afterwards were that uh, you guys hung with one of the best tag teams in the world. And that's what we're looking for. Not only are we looking to hang with them, we're looking to beat them next time. So um, to be in that tier with guys like the matches with teams like the Briscoes, that there's a, there's a, like these levels of teams that are out there right now that, um, you get to get the opportunity to work with and they're right there at the top. And those are the teams that we want to work with. Um, we've been doing this and we are in the best, absolute, most ready um, shape and mindset that we've ever been in. So now is the time. 
And that Crockett Cup was a great display for us. So uh, we can't thank the NWA enough for the opportunity, um, being in there with the Briscoes, all of that stuff. It was absolutely uh, incredible. Now, has there been any talks of you guys returning? Man, why don't we tell you that? Because we've known each other for how long now, Vic? And I can slide in a fucking backhanded question once in a while, can I? I mean, you can, but I don't have to answer it. Hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, there, you know, there's the talks like, you know, bring us in and stuff like that, but like, um, you know, rather still, but like, uh, in the, in the, in, in between that time, we really want to wrestle the best tag teams in the world. And, uh, or even like the best tag teams that nobody even knows about that are the best. So we're just trying to get in the ring with like, like such good guys. And like, it's like we got in the ring with, um, um, Rick Recon and uh, Richard Holiday, and uh, that was a fantastic experience. Uh, Richard Holiday is awesome. Uh, Rick Recon is on his, uh, on his way up. I mean, it was a true blessing to be in there with the guys that want to go, that are creative, and uh, have, the minds, have the mind for the business. And um, those guys I want to get in the ring with, you know, and just bring out the best out of each other, really. Well, and you talk about, like, bringing the best out – not too long ago, you guys became the ISBW Demolition Cup winners. And coming out with the face paint on and winning this and getting the picture, holding that cup with Demolition, I mean, how that moment right there, just looking at that picture, like, it, it was amazing just to see, because to see you guys, as long as we've known you and become fans of you guys and get to know you, like, that's a big deal for you guys. You can see it in your eyes in the picture as well. It's yeah, huge. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, the demolition to us is like huge because, like, on the road, like for like years, we were always like, like always talking about demolition. The theme music was awesome, and like, we, like at one point, uh, I believe it was like 2010, we started wearing face paint like demolition. Try to get over, but we couldn't get over like them, so we kind of like put on the back burner. Like we got a lot of moves from them, uh, but we like turned them into our own. Uh, so being selected to be a part of the demolition cup, not only with the demolition cup, uh, but like we had a lot of good Carnage crew. Like that was so awesome being in the room with the Carnage crew. We had, you know, DeVito and Woke. Like those guys are like legends, especially in Ring of Honor. Uh, DeVito wrestled everybody that was that mattered in the nineties, and uh, and to get in the ring with like experience like that plus you know my history with his training and stuff like that it was like it was awesome we had Alpha Junior with all his experience we had the the, the Bollywood like, it was just like it was really cool um, it was a great experience it was awesome Axis Smash hung out until like the the, the semi-main event I mean, I mean these guys in there I don't know man what 70s <laughs> you know and like David said like please if you're a part of the Demolition Cup again please be first <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. But they stuck around, man. It was really cool. They were there. Uh, you know, we wore the face paint to honor them. You know, we finished. The, we actually got we got lucky. You know, we're not lucky, but like we we're in a position where we were, for the win, we went home with the uh, the, uh, the, the their finish right in front of their eyes. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> 
I feel like the coolest part of that Demolition Cup stuff was that we got to do those moves in the ring right in front of those guys, and they were sitting right there at ringside watching us do it. And, you know, I think back to when we first started to do the double axe handle and the double axe and smash and that we, we, we played with it a few different times and how we wanted to do it and, like, it was – Keep happening. No, it's just facial expressions. No. <laughs> Did he mute I himself? Like, I feel like Garth when the camera got on him. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you, ever, you ever see that part in uh, scanners? <laughs> Vic, are you back? I can hear you, but I'm assuming my face froze all fucked up. Oh, no, no. You lip sack everything. You just we couldn't hear you. You were just doing facial expressions for us. Man, why would the internet be bad now? Like what's the difference? There was a tornado in town. There's a tornado in town. <laughs> he just stopped oh. by. <laughs> stopped, stopped by for a drink. He's I'll be heading out soon. Don't worry. He's got a plane to catch. <laughs> Tornado warning about like 20 minutes ago. Somebody like went through and knocked everything out. Yeah. I would have lost life. I really felt like the with the demolition, doing the moves in front of those guys was the coolest part. Being able to like come up with the the moves and when we used to go through it together and how we were going to do the double axes and we'd do our faces sideways and the <laughs> that whole thing. And we like I did it, and I turned my face, and I was looking at Axe and Smash while I did it, and it was like so surreal, man. Like WrestleMania Six is one of my favorite WrestleManias, and I watched Smash thousands times. I watched that match, like Jesse Ventura when they would talk about they three peated, and like just everything about it, man. Like just to have to, you get very few moments, and like. Heart Foundation's a big one, and like we got to have that moment with Heart Foundation, like, which was so awesome. Like we got to be in there with with Brett and with the Anvil, and like we had like a whole thing with all that, and like Demolition is part of that too now for us, and like what we've got to do through our career, man. And it's so cool when you think about it because it, you don't start out with it ever thinking that that's going to be the stuff that play that happens to you, but. Then when it does, and you look back, you're like, "Man, that's so cool that that happened." It's it's really awesome. Uh, and I, we have nobody. ISPW has given us such an opportunity and allowed us to fall in love with wrestling as a team uh, together. Um, I, I can't thank Tommy Fierro enough for that, and it, it's been a great um, experience going there, becoming the tag team champions, having a chance to work with guys we haven't ever had a chance to work with before challenging ourselves um and then being there for each other and like we're we're proving to each other that we're showing up and um our tag team continuity that we're the best that we've been so far and that's important too we had three years worth of stuff to work out and we got a chance to work through it at ispw and get ourselves ready to do that crockett cup and then to win the demolition cup and like where we're at right now like i'm confidently can sit here and say that we could wrestle against any tag team in the world that's so cool to say that's awesome like we're confidently like ready to do that that's awesome all right so i know who the ultimate bucket list for current tag teams i believe is ftr correct yep. all right 
So who's still out there that might be the nostalgia act now? Because we know you've also wrestled the headbangers recently. One half. One half of the headbangers. That's right. The other one. Yeah. What was it? Just Thrasher or was it just Mosh? Mosh. Just Mosh? Yeah. So that one kind of bugaboos that one. But who's still out there nostalgia-wise that um, is top of the list or you want to have that moment with? Hardys. Hardys? Hardys, yeah. And that's... I, I'm hearing it's their farewell tour, so so we gotta grab a hold of that. We gotta get in the ring somewhere, you know. Tell you what, to see you, Hale, and Jeff Hardy, especially with that bump that you took when you, in the Darby Allen match in Northeast Wrestling, off that ladder. Like, I want to see Hale Collins, and I, I didn't think I'd ever say this. I want to see Hale Collins and Jeff Hardy spots against each other off ladders. Like, I want to see. Who was going to go bigger? Because I feel like, Hale, you're crazy enough to go, I'll, I'll, I'm going to fucking top them. Like, I yeah, feel well, like, like you're going to try, you try and do that. Well, I'll die on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Not I was right then. <laughs> I'll die. All right. <laughs> well, I, mean, you know. I won't. <laughs> no. No, you're going to be the one taking the swanton bomb, though. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Vic, you already know that's the case. <laughs> and he's getting that swanton pretty stiff nowadays, bro. Yeah, no, he's just dead weight falling. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty rough. Total rib on Hardy. I'm bringing my knees up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that might actually help him bounce the right way, though. He, you never know which fucking way he's falling. It's a great question, though, man. We've never we've never been in there with the Hardys in any way. I've never wrestled Matt. We've never wrestled Jeff. We've never had a tag team match against them. Never. And that's a, I mean, if you didn't want to be those dudes, I mean, we can't wrestle the Dudleys anymore. The uh, that's done. Uh, Edge and Christian would be cool. Um, I still feel like that could somehow happen in a strange universe. Happen. Yeah. I feel like they could go on a – they're both back. I mean, they're both cleared. They could eventually go on a uh, a farewell tour. Yeah, also, you know, uh, SAT, I really want to get in room with them. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's an independent match that we've always wanted to have against the, the SAT. Yeah. And they're back full, back full force, so, like, I really would like to get in room with them. Um, so I, feel, they, I feel like you guys would work the Rock and Roll Express, like, very well. Yeah, I'll probably put them to death. Yeah. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. Speaking of the Rock and Roll Express, so I just read, so did you guys hear, and apparently Ric Flair confirmed today that he's coming back for one final match, July 31st for Jim Crockett. Yep. Okay, so now the word is that it's going to be a three-on-three uh, -three match, and it's going to be the Nature Boy and FTR against the Rock and Roll Express and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Wow. Wow. Man, the average age on that second team is not looking good. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I mean, obviously, rumors are rumors, but the talk is that's kind of what they wanted to do. Yeah, rumors are more than rumors nowadays. Everything but, always. But think about think about wrestling though in 2022. If that match is booked, okay, you understand what that match is. You are literally going there for the entrances. And for them standing across from each other for that visual, that photograph, that maybe the initial lockup. Like, you're not there for the Matt Classic. That's no, not true. And I don't think they even lock up. I think Flair fakes the lockup 12 times. Well, it just shows you what pro wrestling is. It's literally the... the it's entertainment. 
it, it it's the antithesis of what it all is because you can still go out there and do it. I mean, at ISPW, we got a dude on the show who's sixty in the sixties, man, like doing it. <laughs> like, there's age is but a number, I guess, when it comes to pro wrestling, and whether or not you want to see Ric Flair get out there and do figure four leg locks and like the flip off the top rope, that's irrelevant. You're there to see Ric Flair's robe walk through the curtain and walk the aisle, do the whole woo, like the whole experience, just one more time. So. It's, it'll do. I think that'll do well. However, they book it and put it against Ricky Steamboat. Like I've been in there with Ricky Steamboat. I've been smacked around by him. He can still do it. I feel like Jay Lethal has to be a part of that match somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a. I think a woo off is in order. Yeah, but like, <laughs> like, like, like age right now is like it's like it's pretty awesome because age always used to be a thing. Like you always had to be young and all this other stuff. But now, like people get opportunities and sports. For example. In ISPW, we have this guy Mike Terrace who, who's like you know, up, 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 up. like he's like pushing fifty. He's like running around like guys that are like eighteen. You know what I mean? Like you guys, there's guys out there that can still go, and like age does not matter. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool to see that like people are getting booked at any age, and um, it's basically if you can go, you can go. You know, it's pretty awesome. It's a very cool time in wrestling, which has never been like this ever. So, um, you just never know. Like, look at like the steamboat. Like when you uh, fought Jericho, you know, like holy crap! Like that was a great match, you know. So it's like you don't know what they could pull off. Your age and anything, you know. Steamboat, steamboat always had the, the the art of storytelling pretty pretty down solid. Yeah. So it's not like his mind ever went anywhere. So if he could put it together, and I mean, Jericho's across the ring from him. You just have two really good minds of storytellers. It's all it takes. That's all, it really is to make it interesting. But I don't want to brush past this because I do believe that I saw today that the Hardys will be in your home state come, I want to say June or July? July 23rd for Northeast Wrestling. For Northeast Wrestling at uh, – where you challenge for the title a couple times at the mid, what is it? The mid county. It's, it's not that anymore. They renamed it. They renamed it. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. I don't. I didn't know what the name was yeah. anyway. <laughs> well, that was the uh, the Kipson Civic Center was going to go under because it was like basically falling apart. And nobody was putting money into it, you know. But then um, Neshwa, the Neshwa family came in and dumped, you know, invested in the building and made it awesome again. Because he was a huge fan in the '80s and watched wrestling when he was a kid and had a heart for it, so like they named the building after Neshwap because he invested so much money into the Civic Center and he rebuilt it, and now it's better than ever. So that's you know the history. If it wasn't for him, that building would be shut down. There would be no wrestling. There would be no concerts. There'd be nothing. And if you walk in there now, it look it's amazing what he did because now it's like you walk in there and has a timeline of all the events throughout the whole history of it. And like, it's pretty awesome. We did. So like, hmm. yeah, it's, it's the sight to see. So you guys got to make it down. Up. 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 We are down. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. How do we, how do we get this petition started to get the now versus the Hardys at that venue? You know, anytime. You know, anytime. How do we start? Yeah. A, how do we start a mass riot? Right, rides have happened in that building because, <laughs> because Vic and I, uh, when we wrestled each other, 
I guess the crowd didn't like the time that we had. And uh, too long or too short? What was it? Too long or too short? Too short. It was yeah. It was a big thing. I don't know. I I love the experience that we had, but the crowd didn't, so they all rioted. <laughs> well, we're not allowed to talk about that one. You can talk about it. This is a safe haven. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. Are we in the trust tree? No. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it was when we wrestled in Impact Wrestling. They put us on the pre-show, and uh, they told every we told us we were going to be on the show, and we were on the pre-show. So all the fans showed up for the bell time, not for pre-show. So when they found out and they showed up that they had missed our whole thing, um, they destroyed the con concession stand area. Wow. Well, we didn't have anything to do with it, though. It wasn't us. It was how, many, how many of these people were family members? Uh... <laughs> I have no idea. None. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Oh, it was like legit hundreds of people throwing chairs and shit. It was really bad. Wow. We, got, we got a lot of heat from it, and uh, it wasn't even our fault. It's not like you told the people to riot. No. I am close, but they were pissed. No, no but they came to us and told, them, told us to tell them to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> there needs to be more riots in wrestling. If you guys end up facing the fucking Hardys, what is it, June 23rd? July. July 23rd? Yeah. I'll be there, 100%. Hell yeah, absolutely. I don't know what I'm doing that weekend, but I will make it a point to get up there. But you got, if you guys are, are you guys going to be on the card at all, or have, do we not know this at all? Is everything in the dark? Tell me everything's not in the dark. Everything's in the dark, my brother. Yeah, man. Everything's in the you know, if, if enough people demand something, though, you got to give the people what they want. We gotta start bribing people. People gotta have our backs on this. Well, I mean, it's it's in their hometown. Like it's in their home arena. It shouldn't be that hard. Give everyone up there in on it. Like, come on, we need, we need people to start doing it. So we're actually a little behind. How yeah. are we behind? It's the same time zone. No, I'm saying as far as the time left, we should we should have already been started this. Well, I just saw today. I'm sorry, I've been busy. You're saying the people of Poughkeepsie have let you down. Time in and time out, have they always <laughs> let me down? The people of Poughkeepsie. Are you guys sponsored by whatever drink you're drinking? No, we no. are not. <laughs> it's a Snapple. You got to shake it a little bit before you drink it. That's a Snapple? Yeah, man. They changed or, uh, it. Uh, zero sugar. Oh, is it a glass bottle or plastic? No, it's plastic. plastic. Wow. No, I'm just really strong. It's glass. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a saying on the inside of the cap? Like a Snapple fact? It says, suck it, Trebek. Yeah, yeah they all have them. Wow. A 10-gallon hat holds less than a gallon of liquid, if you believe that. Well, I believe that. Ten gallon. A 10-gallon hat holds less than a gallon yeah. of liquid. Yes. Yeah. No, I heard you the first time. <laughs> well, then what, he, what was he questioning? <laughs> was it? He said oh. he believes that. Oh, he so believes that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't me that came up with it. I don't believe it. Oh. So, guys, yeah. you've been, obviously, you've been uh, now a lot in ISBW. Uh, you've been doing, obviously, hail in Northeast Wrestling has been more prevalent in Northeast Wrestling. Going forward, is it staying with ISBW, whoever kind of um, wants you guys on their show? Or are you looking to branch out to other places maybe now? Since you said you were in the best shape. Best mindset. We want to go over any any place we can go to where the competition is literally that we can get to. We want to go there. So we really anticipate this summer to be 
whatever opportunity comes our way, we're going to take it. So it doesn't matter where it is. If the opportunity is there to wrestle the best, we're going to go there and do it. So it doesn't matter what company it is at this point. So that's what we want to do. And we didn't get ready to waste it. And uh, I don't plan on wasting it. Seconded, Hale. Yeah, man. Like, I like I, I'm, I'm hoping to wrestle everywhere. Like, I, like I want to venture get to California and Florida, everywhere. Like, wherever they, whoever wants to book us anywhere, like I'll stop what I'm doing. Oh, um, so like basically, like if if they want, like, hoping when people reach out, they put us in the ring with people that are really good and uh, want to go, you know, and uh, want to tell a story in the ring. It's about the story in the ring. I don't care about landing my head a thousand times. I want to tell a story in the ring. So, like, I, w- I really want to make everything mean something. So, if there's teams out there that want to make magic happen, I'd be love to get in the ring with them, you know? So, um, you know, we're the best shape of our lives. We're, you know, we're not the smallest guys. So, like, you know, we'll, we'll pretty much take on every any team. doesn't matter what size, big, small. Just, as long as they want to tell a story and have a good competitive match, I'm down. All right, so I want to ask a question. I don't think I've ever asked you guys before, but let's Ooh. hopefully we can tie this in. Like, we, we've literally almost run out of anything quest, wrestling question-wise to ask you guys. So I've noticed personally that, like, worth – say self-worth in your career or job or whatever you want to call it or the wrestling ring is at, like, an all-time high where you can kind of gauge it and, like, people are, are hungry for people that want to work. So if you're worth more, you you can ask for more at these points in time. But what I want to know is, like, when did you find, like, figure out your worth in wrestling? Like, when, when did you figure it out? Like, because I feel like you're always told what it is. But when exactly did you figure out, like, wait a minute, I should be I, I should be doing much more. Like, we're at this point, like, we should be doing much more. Like, have you have you had that epiphany yet? Or, um, or is there multiple times that you were – sitting there and you're like god we 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 are there like we should be doing much more than what we're asking uh, for me personally i would have to say like you know after when we sat next to tommy dreamer side by side analyzing matches and making matches make sense and um just sitting with him every week for hours and just talking to him about talking to him about psychology and how the business works for you know for years like after that i mean I mean, we're pretty educated on the business, you know, and, and wrestling itself. I, I would say after, you know, we were always friends with Tommy Dreamer, but we weren't in business with Tommy Dreamer. It was a different story. We learned a lot more about everything in general. So I would say after that aspect, I would have to say uh, more confident in myself what I was in this whole wrestling world. Yeah, it's a great question to ask because it's something that actually fluctuates and changes throughout your career. So you come to that epiphany a few different times. And in wrestling, you kind of ride this wave of up and down, up and down, up and down. And the the idea is that when you ride that up, you try to keep it up and up and up as long as you possibly can. But inevitably, you ride a wave. And you hear about it is when you start your career and you're like, no way that's not going to happen. And then it does. And then you're making, I was wrestling, you know, for me, my first year and a half in pro wrestling, it's weird to gauge it 
I was wrestling for literally 10 bucks and then I got a I got a chance to work for WWE and I made 250 a night. So I and I was an extra from one for two nights and I made 500 bucks cash. It's like this is awesome. Like, well now I should get paid this much all the time. <laughs> but it doesn't doesn't really work like that. Then you go back to making 10 bucks again and then you're like, "Whoa, well wait a second. And it really becomes your value in pro wrestling. Can you draw people to the show? Will people pay money to watch you perform? Do people want to see you and your act? And do you deliver when you're on the show? And there's a lot of times where sometimes you deliver all the time, but people don't necessarily pay a ticket to come see you. So you're the, you're on that show and yeah, you deliver and you did a good job, but nobody paid to see you. They, advertise you didn't mean anything whether i put you on a poster or not and there was a lot of time in pro wrestling where people just assumed that they were booked on a show and they should be getting paid a certain amount of money and never being able to justify the promoter paying them that amount of money it's a business so you have to look at it from that perspective and if you can provide those things on a show bring value to it then you should be paid accordingly and that's how it goes professionally, should be professionally. And I feel at this point, we've gotten ourselves to a position where we're both um, hungry for more, but um, feel very justified with what we do and what we make. So um, for asking for what we do. And it takes, I think, confidence in yourself to know like what you bring to the table and how good you are and what you bring to a show. And there's never been a time, I feel, where we've been on a show where the promoter wasn't like, thank you guys, that was awesome. Like, you brought it. I don't think there's never been one time where someone said that we didn't uh, deliver. So um, I really do feel now when you advertise that, you, that the now is going to be on the show, that it means something, that people are starting to know, like, who we are and what you get when you book us. And when we're on a show that... Uh, what the match is going to entail. And like, it's taken a while to get to that point. So uh, we want to keep riding that this summer, I feel. Hopefully that answers the question. No, definitely. I was just thinking about it today. I was like, you know what? I don't think I've ever asked this. I might've asked a similar question, but it never phrased like this. I feel like this was a good phrasing by me. Well done on the phrasing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, so I, didn't, I didn't want to have to toot my own horn. I needed a little help. Here. Jesus. <laughs> Hale, uh, I was it day 14 with no pizza? Uh, thank you. Finally, to the fucking the meat and potatoes of the conversation. Yo, this has been a really struggle. Uh, because like, you know, I die, I'm dieting really well, you know, but, like, pizza fails me, you know? So, like, I'll get, like, cravings for pizza. I don't, like, you know, it's like, I made pizza from 16, you know, like a job and off and on and, and like I've, I've probably ate pizza every week since uh, I don't know, sixteen. So like taking a break, I really needed to because I don't know. I've been packing on the pounds. I haven't been really that lean as I wanted to be. So I'm like, I really just got to cut out the pizza. It's gonna be really hard, but um, it's definitely. I'm not gonna lie, it's a struggle. Uh, I think about it a lot, and uh, I trick myself into eating it, and and um, and this time I haven't. So. 
I'm like 12 days strong, I think. 13, 12. Uh, I keep track by looking at my Twitter. <laughs> that could be I have a question. question. I have a, can yeah. I ask a question? Do you have a co-host? Have any people that are like owners of the pizza shops in which you frequent, because I know there are several of them, have any of them reached out to you and asked, are you okay? Uh, yeah, I would say Pizza, pizza Mia in Highland. Uh, yeah. They, they have asked me, like, hey, where you been? We have <laughs> but like regular yeah, pizzerias, you know, because it all tastes different. It depends on the sauce, yeah. the crust, the cheese, everything. So, like, uh, I'm actually a regular in six different places, so I'm not sure. There's legit drool dripping from his fucking beer right now. <laughs> I don't have a single restaurant that gives a shit about me like that, so that's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like a thing, you know. No, I like like pizza in New York is like you know it's like a it's like a, I'm hungry all the time, so like a slice is like like a like you know just like have a quick slice, you know, and like hold you over for like two hours, you know. I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna ask for in post. Can you please put dramatic music behind Hale when he's discussing this? I, I feel like this needs like the most dramatic music of the all fun, time. Like, and then like Tony DeVito's trying to brought me to like this awesome pizzeria in Jersey. I'm talking, this pizzeria looks awesome. At every slice known to man. That was so and, good. And I'm like, thank you were there. And like, and I'm like, holy shit, this is like the holy grail Jersey of pizza. And I can't <laughs> believe DeVito tried his best to break me. It didn't work. It took everything in my power to like not cave, but I did. You want to know why I caved? Because the the pizza sat out there longer than three hours. I could tell, so I knew I wasn't missing anything really crazy. You know, like I I like I judged like the like the you know the, the color of the cheese. Or, you know, a bunch of stuff. If it coagulates and it gets oh, cold here, for too long, here's I guess the thing. You. You're gonna. What about that personal pizza I ordered though? You're going to appreciate this. He's just like Costanza when he stopped having sex. His brain got clearer. Yes. Hale stopped eating pizza, so now his brain power is like overpowering everything else. Yep. That's why he is the tech guy. Yo, it's funny you say that because I like, do like that. I had to do the public speaking two days ago. Like, I spoke, spoke so fluent. I'm like, whoa, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> Yo, I, I like, like an old school. When Will Ferrell gets up at the thing and just like, all of a sudden just like kicks out this whole like he blacks out <laughs> and just goes I don't I don't know where I came from. I just spoke it was like so fluent and I'm like with intelligence. I was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> and and you started the podcast tonight. Yeah. It's like all that bravado and everything. You did such a good job, man. Well, then I have to be an advocate for no pizza forever if this is the Hale Collins we get. It can't happen. Every day is on my face. After all this, there has to be the Collins or the Hale Collins or whatever you want to call it, a pizza slice named after you. Yeah, it's someone has work, to do that. The hard work that you're putting in. So, but it's, like, it's funny. It's like, it's like a, I, I think now I think I know what addiction is. So like, I'm, I'm, like, like I'm, a, I'm afraid that like someone's going to come after me like who's a real addiction and shit like that. But like I'm like so I'm like I, I I started thinking about it the other day I'm like you know what it's been two weeks why don't you just have a slice it's okay damn so it like, so I'm like so I'm like you know what maybe I should just have a slice 
Oh, my God. <laughs> he does live the life of Seinfeld. This is a Seinfeld episode. Bozo kicks in. I'm like, no, don't do it. <laughs> All right. You know, I won't do it. It's like day next day. More harder. So I'm like, man, does frozen pizza count? How about frick, frick? You're trying to rationalize it, dude. Don't yeah. rationalize it. Yo, it's like bad. It's yeah. Like, I knew that about myself. It's fucking crazy. Pizza Anonymous. The PA. Did you have no. the pizza pockets? Did you have those? I know you. No, just, uh, no. Because oh, uh, uh, this, this dude I know, um, he said, "Don't cave, you know, don't give up." I'm like, "Well, fuck, I can't give up." Was it John Cena? It should be. over. I'm like, man, this is fuck. This is a really big challenge. So I'm just like, you know, just going with the, like I'm, I'm trying really hard and like. It's kind of cool in a way because I never did it before, and uh, this is actually probably the longest I've had. You know, I, I died pretty hard, really hard to the to the T. You know, like a couple years ago, but like, you know, I have a slice like you know once a week maybe, but this is the longest I've had. It looks like you're leaning out a little bit. Well, oh, I didn't like the way I looked last show, so every picture was a bad picture. So I was like, you know, it's the pizza. You'd have to be consuming a lot of pizza to make justifiably make it cut out and completely revamp your diet. How much are you I, lying to us? How much pizza were you eating? Uh, definitely like two slices every other day. Oh, okay. So you're a pizza guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's so easy. It's attainable. Yeah. It's quick. It's easy. It's great. It's better than McDonald's. By that logic. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because you're hungry. I get when I get too hungry, it's like death. It's like I'll kill. So it's like I need to eat or I'll kill. So it's like, what's better than a slice? Satisfying, it's great. It's not that bad for you, but it's pretty bad for you. But you know, whatever. Now, Vic, don't be upset, but I have an idea for Hail for a, a T-shirt. I okay. want it. Be, I want it to be a. Uh, you're a horror fan. It's like a bleeding pizza face, and it'll just say "Eat or Kill." Dude, I think that's a great idea because I've sat next to him when he's hungry and like we're let's say we're driving down the highway, right? And he'll go, All right, dude, I'm hungry. And I'm like, Okay, man, we'll stop. He'll be like, Okay. And then like let's say an exit comes. He's very calm, like Patrick Bateman. And I drive past the exit and I don't get off. Oh god. Yo, dude. Oh man. It's like it's not a good situation. I only did it. I think I only did it once, and I never did it again. So, yeah, we gotta get whoever gets Vin, whoever makes Vinny's shirts. We gotta have him make a shirt, eat or kill, with like a bloody pizza face. Dude, it's like I caught fights because I was hungry. Crazy. <laughs> so pizza really solves that very quickly. It's a slice. He knows where all the places are. He just could go in, boom, throw down some cash, walk out. It's in your belly in like. Yeah, right now he's doing the motions. He's, he's, oh, pretending, he's pretending he's there. Like, they get like the nice people come. Hey, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, I'm just getting my slice. He's like, yo, it's like everyone's nice to me. It's like a great thing. <laughs> it's like cheers. They all know my name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I walk in. Like, no, no way. Like, hey, is gas station pizza ever okay? No. Uh, Stewart's. There's a place called Stewart's around our area. They have good pizza. Yeah, Stewart's does have good pizza, but it's uh, they go very heavy with the toppings sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, it's good clutch. Yeah, we're getting good clutch. If you're I'm surprised you did gas station pizza. Yeah, no. Uh, when, good. 
When you're a, you when you're a raging addict, you'll get your pizza wherever you can. It goes everywhere. <laughs> everywhere I go, everywhere I turn, it's there. Look at this. I just realized something. Look. It's in your subconscious, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Why do you do that to yourself? You're like a fucking ninja turtle. <laughs> Yo, I don't think. Oh my god. All right, I think I'm gonna wrap this episode right here. Uh, we want to thank, as always, Vic Hale. Thank you guys. It was great talking to you. And um, I'm hoping they're facing the Hardy Boys. I'm gonna yes. talk, I'm gonna speak that into the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Big thing. I'll tell you what, no, he has a fucking chance. I'm gonna kill I, everybody. Right, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thanks again. It was great talking to you, and we'll be talking to you very soon. Thank All you, right. guys.